Gail Trotter, a conservative voice for you, right inside our nation's capital. Legal and political analysis. Now, The Gail Trotter Show. Hi, I'm Gail Trotter, host of The Gail Trotter Show. Thank you so much for joining me. There was so much enthusiasm about our discussions last week on General Flynn and what was revealed by the judge by pushing out this information and we just have to address it again because I feel like when this stuff comes out we get a picture of it but we really need some trenchant analysis to understand what was really going on and this is something that should not be dropped or memory hold by the left it's something that continues to need to be investigated and it needs to be uh, make sure that you hold the people who are responsible for this accountable. So my question for you today is, was Lieutenant General Flynn set up? And I want to run you through this excellent piece by my friend Andy McCarthy, and it's entitled, The FBI Set Up Flynn to Preserve the Trump-Russia Probe. And I want to just completely agree with Andy today that the FBI did set up Flynn to keep the Trump-Russia probe alive. They succeeded at taking out Flynn from the administration. They succeeded at making the administration look bad for Michael Flynn being thrown out of the administration and ultimately being prosecuted. They succeeded at distracting the administration at the very outset of the new uh, administration. They succeeded at keeping the Russia hoax alive. And ultimately, though, happily, they lost the Mueller investigation and they lost the impeachment battle. So I have four points that I want to share with you about this today. First, and these are from Andy's article that I'm going to link to down below. First, the people at the top wanted Flynn removed as national security advisor, either from him being fired, from him being prosecuted, or if they couldn't get him fired or prosecuted, they wanted to make sure that he was conflicted out of the Russia investigation, kind of like how Jeff Sessions had decided to recuse himself, pressure was put on him to recuse himself from the Russia investigation when Sessions was the attorney general. So I think it's really critical to look back at this January 5th, 2017 meeting between President Obama, Vice President Biden, Susan Rice, Sally Yates, who was the uh, Deputy Attorney General and she became the Acting Attorney General, and James Comey. So that meeting was a critical moment in this investigation because my second point is these people wanted to continue the Trump-Russia investigation. They wanted to hamstring Trump, as Andy points out. They wanted to make sure that Obama's policies were not reversed, and they had to come up with a crime or an impeachable offense to get Trump removed from office. And the most critical point, and Andy makes this so well in his piece, is that they couldn't let Trump know that this investigation was going on. So you might remember that Comey reassured Trump that he wasn't a target of the investigation, and Trump took that to the bank. He 
he knew he shouldn't be investigated. So if the FBI director was telling him he wasn't being investigated, that was a positive thing. But the truth is they were trying to conceal that they were continuing the investigation. And not only were they continuing the Russia investigation, Trump was their primary target. So the third point that Andy makes, and I agree with, is that Trump, when he went into the Oval Office, he surrounded himself with people who were loyal to him, but who were not particularly well-versed in the ways of the swamp, and particularly not in the intelligence community. You remember a signature issue of President Trump's campaign was to drain the swamp, and he antagonized a lot of the people in the intelligence community and a lot of supposed Republicans or conservatives in the national security area and in the intelligence communities. Trump ran a lean business, and he was keeping people who were loyal to him with him when he went from being a businessman to being president of the United States, and he was on a mission. He declared war against the swamp. He did not, uh, and that, apparently that wasn't just a talking point. He actually meant it. He didn't say that and then end up rehiring uh, a bunch of the people that were part of that apparatus that opposed him, with, with some notable exceptions. But the truth is that Flynn was the one person who understood how the intelligence communities work. He had been part of the intelligence communities. He was a 33-year combat veteran. He had worked in the Obama administration at a very high level, and he understood. And this is the point that Annie makes that I think is the most important point. He understood that the intelligence communities are part of the executive branch. The Department of Justice is part of the executive branch. The president has control over these agencies. And as Andy said, quote, Flynn would ensure that Trump ran the intelligence agencies. He would not be run by them. So you can see what a challenge Flynn being national security advisor would create for those who opposed President Trump and for those who were trying to take President Trump out by either showing that he had committed a crime or showing that he had done something that would rise to the level of an impeachable offense. And think about this too. The Republicans, the establishment Republicans, were not that excited about Trump either. He took out a field of 16 other Republicans, made a lot of enemies through the nomination process. And so if you put yourself in the mind of these people, Obama, Biden, Rice, Sally Yates, Comey, they think that Trump was kind of standing by himself and he wasn't used to how all of these things worked. And if he had Flynn by his side, he would have the information that he himself, Trump, was a target of the Russia probe. And Flynn would make sure that the intelligence community did stopped being weaponized against him because it was being weaponized against candidate Trump in concert with the DNC and with Hillary Clinton, which is just, I mean, I, I, it's just astonishing. It's astonishing to me. So my fourth point from Andy's piece is that the FBI knew that if they let the White House know that they were going to talk to General Flynn, or if they let the Department of Justice know that they were going to go interview General Flynn, then lawyers would have been provided or it, the meeting would have been blocked totally. 
but the FBI decided to go rogue. They decided not to alert the Department of Justice. They decided not to alert the White House. As Andy says, and I quote, since this was going to be their only shot at Flynn, they had to try to make it a kill shot. They decided to go with a perjury trap to try and get Flynn to lie. And as these notes released last week outlined, they thought that if he, they could get him to lie in this interview, either Flynn would be prosecuted, which would mean he wouldn't be NSA anymore, or the, the White House would have grounds to terminate him, of course, through strategic leaks, like we saw with a leak with the Washington Post's David Ignatius, or he would be too conflicted on the Russia investigation to be read into the investigation, kind of the successful strategy they employed with Jeff Sessions. They interviewed Flynn not in good faith. And it's very important to understand that James Comey approved it. And think of him. He, he went rogue a lot. I mean, in one of the most critical moments in American history, twice, he decided to take it upon himself to have the role of prosecutor and actually even violate the rules of the Department of Justice in discussing the investigation twice during the 2016 presidential election when he was talking about the Hillary Clinton email investigation. So he decided to appoint himself arbiter and violate the rules and the policies of the FBI and of the Department of Justice. So it's really no surprise that when they asked James Comey for his approval to go and interview Flynn, violating all of the policies that they previously had, it is no surprise that when they asked James Comey for a yes, he gave it. So I would like to conclude today's discussion to just tell you how outrageous it is that the intelligence community and the law enforcement community at the FBI was weaponized against candidate Trump and against President Trump. And when you think trying to understand what went on. This is not yesterday's news. This is something that we're continuing to get information on. And it is very important that these people who are behind this be held accountable. Maybe not criminally. We don't know what the evidence will show or what the Department of Justice will do. But certainly there should be a political uh, accountability for them and for their reputations as well. James Comey likes to tweet pictures of himself staring at trees and pictures of flowers, but he should not be seen as an expert. In fact, he should probably be seen as the most corrupt director of the FBI in American history. Thank you so much for joining me today. Please subscribe below so you don't miss any of my daily episodes. Hit the bell and comment down below what topics you would like me to cover next. Thanks for listening to The Gail Trotter Show, right in D.C. Be sure to sign up for her mailing list on her website, gailtrotter.com. And also follow her on Twitter, at Gail Trotter, as well as on Facebook and Instagram. Subscribe now, it's easy. Thanks for listening. Share the truth. Share The Gail Trotter Show.